It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. And yes! Touchdown! I did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on the Full Court Press. Jason Walker. Uh, he's making his way north to Preston. Logan I Grizzlies taking on the Preston Indians tonight. Uh, 7.30 tip-off in Preston uh, between the Indians and the Grizzlies. And that'll be on KVNU, 102.1 FM, 610 AM, and CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, we also have Green Canyon in action tonight. They're hosting Park City. That'll be on 100.9 Light FM. Home game for the Wolves, and it'll actually be Clint Payne on the call for that one. Um, but we'll also have that streaming on Cash Valley Daily. So the, uh, the, the unfortunately the Skyview at Murray game, uh, while the team is making the trip, our broadcast crew will not be able to. So um, we'll just try to update you on that tomorrow. Uh, what uh, happened there? So. Uh, keep an eye on what's going on on CashValleyDaily.com. We'll have photo galleries, obviously, streaming available as the games are going. So multiple ways to follow what's going on. I'd love to have you chime in on what's going on in uh, in sports. It's been a minute since we've had a full show here on the Full Court Press. Uh, last uh, couple of days, we've had early jazz games. We had a bowl game plus an early jazz game. And so it's going to cut into our programming and so a lot to get caught up on here on the show. Last hour, we talked about the Utah State-Weber State loss in basketball, a little bit about recruiting. We'll get more into that to, uh, this hour with comments from Coach Blake Anderson. Uh, Utah Jazz in action. Uh, the, they had a stretch there for two games in a row where they got blown out in back-to-back games. Really the first time all season. Now, they've, they've lost games, but they had never really been blown out and uh, they, they, that happened to them this last week. But then they rebounded with a nice uh, win last night. Great performance by Lowry Markinen. And the all-star voting is starting. And, man, every, every Jazz fan should be voting for Lowry Markinen for the type of season that he's having uh, to uh, get into the all-star game. So a lot of different things to get through here on the Full Court Press. And it is a Would You Rather Wednesday. So if you have a Would You Rather for us to ponder and react to. Would love to have you send that in on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321 to chime in. A couple of texts coming through that we didn't get to the tail end of last hour. Uh, we'll get to those uh, and uh, love to hear from you as well, your reactions. But 8968 uh, saying, I would take a loss to Weber and replace it with a win in the postseason. Would that work? Um yeah, I think that's a good would you rather. Uh, would you rather lose to a quad four at the time, a bad Weber State team, but take a, a win in the postseason? I think we'd all take the win in the postseason. Uh, yeah, it's painful and frustrating and really, to be honest, embarrassing uh, to lose to Weber State in the way that they lost. 
um, especially since they've lost now in football and basketball in the same year. Uh, it's a little not unprecedented, but it's uh, not uh, does not happen with regularity at all because it has happened like what forty years ago or so, but almost fifty years ago. But uh, still, uh, I'd rather take the win in the postseason if uh, if it if you had to choose one or the other. Uh, Two four zero nine texting in. Did Logan High name a new football coach? Uh, today. Uh, I am not aware of that. If others are, um, let us know. I'm, I'm not aware of that. I, if they did, I didn't see it. Uh, we'll see if we can track it down, but um, uh, if anybody else knows about that or have an answer to that, uh, please share on our Full Court Press text line. Logan High looking for a new football coach uh, this year. Uh, 9315 texting in. How do we get the spectrum Back to the narrative from outside teams and fans that it's a scary place you don't want to play in like it used to be. Uh, P.S. Is the rumor true that some got someone got thrown out of the Weber game for a sign that said seven seconds in the key? Uh, yes, that's, uh, that is true. I've seen the pictures of, of that and heard about that. There, A fan was holding a sign that said seven seconds in the key. Um, and uh, the referees asked that person to leave. I don't know if it's strictly because of the sign or if it's because they were, uh, this student was also saying things that I don't know, but there was somebody who was asked to leave who was holding a sign pointing out uh, a a player who was parked in in the key. Also, uh, also from 9315, would you rather be a Mountain West ref in basketball or football? Um, I'd probably rather be, I'd probably rather be a Mountain West ref in football. That's just me. Well, I don't know. I mean, your, your, your conditions are always going to be the same in basketball. You're not going to be in weather. You're not going to be exposed hot at the start of the season, cold at the end. Uh, and who knows what in between basketball, it's going to be consistent every game, but there's more games that you'd have to work. So Maybe that's a good thing. I I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but I think I'd still go with, with football, just my personal preference. Uh, 5338 texting in. Uh, it's the Jerry Bovey effect. He's an enemy agent sent from Weber to infiltrate Aggie Athletics. <laughs> yeah, since, since Jerry Bovey arrived, Weber State has had more success against the Aggies. Well, I don't know if that's totally true. I mean... Um, but uh, <laughs> isn't that interesting? Since he's uh, been been the interim, um, well, I mean they they lost with uh, with Hartwell as the AD uh, in football. But um, yeah, Jerry Bovey was the former athletic director for a long time at Weber State before coming to USU. Uh, so there's a connection there. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I can only imagine what his phone looks like uh, looked like after both of those games, with a lot of uh, people he knows at that other institution uh, reaching out to him after the fact. So, yeah, maybe we could just maybe we should all just blame Jerry Bovey <laughs> for the losses. Four three five three three nine zero three two one here on the full court press. Um, yeah, Utah State needing to rebound uh, needed a bit of a wake up call. Um, not like it's not like this team was playing. Poorly, but still finding ways to win. They were winning in, in pretty handily and, and winning in, in good ways. 
But there were aspects of what they were doing that were concerning a little bit and um, that that really got exposed when the game slowed down uh, against Weber State. And there are games, any coach will tell you, there are games where sometimes your guys just don't have it. Um, now the, the truly great ones, they find other ways to, to get things going, but that's a real, real hard thing to do. Um, and it's... Um, you know, those are only your national champion perennial guys. It's, it's a very unique select club that uh, find ways to do that and, and can get that out of their players. Not to say that anybody can't, but it's uh, it's definitely a challenge. Some nights you got your shots just aren't falling, and when they're not, you got to find ways to manufacture points in other ways. But certainly not um, that uh, if the offense isn't going, you can still focus on defense and limit your opponent until your offense starts to come along. But that's something that the Aggies just didn't do. It's almost like they were kind of in this cruise control, like we know the offense will kick in and we'll be okay. But before you knew it, there's only like a couple minutes left on the clock before that offense started to kick in. And by then, Weber was in the flow and he never really got him off track. So frustrating loss. For the Aggies, no question. Uh, but right now, I mean, they're still, still, uh, you know, highly considered in the uh, the net rankings. New Mexico has supplanted the Aggies as the top ranked uh, school out of the Mountain West. They are one and zero in in quad one games. Um, they have uh, they're undefeated. Now Utah State fell, but then they've kind of rebounded a little bit because of the strength of some of their opponents. But the Aggies are 28th currently in the net. They have not yet played a quad one game. 3-0 and against quad two, 5-0 and against quad three, and that one loss against their only quad four opponent. A uh, bit of a black eye on the Aggies for sure. But um, still a number of Mountain West schools in the, uh, in the top, top 80 of, uh, of the net. And uh, UNLV, Nevada, playing well. Boise State, San Diego State, all doing well so far uh, for the Mountain West. So good, good start of the year for uh, for the conference. Uh, eight nine six eight, texting in football or basketball ref doesn't matter. They're both bad in the Mountain West. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they both uh, have had moments where they've struggled. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, let's switch to football. But speaking of football today, early signing period for the Aggies. And, um, you know, this is for schools across the country. And they and I, I appreciate, you know, Coach Anderson. Sometimes you'll hear coaches say, you know, we, we got everybody we wanted to get. And this is our best recruiting class. And they're going to fill all these holes. And we know that's just not true. Let's just be honest. Like, we know there were guys that you wanted and you didn't get. Uh, that sometimes uh, you, uh, you you lose out to somebody. And sometimes you're the one stealing somebody from somebody else. But he did say, we got everybody we were expecting to get. And I think that's a big difference. And I appreciate him for for saying it that way. Um, because as uh, is the... the Certainly the last few days here before this uh, signing period, it became pretty clear to this coaching staff who they were going to get. But um, a, a few notables uh, in this class, um, 
Taliafi uh, Taala. Don't know if I pronounced that properly, but offensive lineman uh, from Alta High School, six foot seven, two ninety, as a freshman. I mean, that, that dude is huge as a freshman, and that's a huge get. He's considered a four-star recruit. Uh, that's a, a certainly a big-time uh, get for that off Utah State uh, offensive line for its future. A couple other big names like Justin Justice Enna who was a defensive tackle, also played on the offensive line for Skyview, part of a state championship team. Uh, his dad was on the coaching staff at USU, left to serve a, a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, coming back, and he'll join the Aggies. He'll be enrolled in January. Um, and uh, he he could play defensive line. He could flip to offensive line. Interesting to see how the coaches utilize him once he gets on campus and uh, they start figuring out what their needs are. Um, but uh, some interesting running back selections as well. We talked about this uh, last hour, but Jaden Bailey, somebody who had committed to USU uh, and backed out and then eventually came back through and signed with the Aggies. And uh, Coach Anderson earlier today, when he was talking about this signing class, really had to give a lot of praise to Coach Chucky Keaton in that process and uh, getting the the running back out of Texas, Jaden Bailey, to come back and, and swing back around to USU. Yeah, I thought Chucky did a great job with him. Uh, probably much better job than I did when he decommitted. I got a little frustrated with the process. But we uh, tried to take our emotions out of it, look at it from a, from really just a skill standpoint. Great kid, great family. I, I think there was some thoughts in his mind. Do I want to go that far away from home being from San Antonio? But having come out here on a visit with his family and, and really feel like this was home, ultimately came back to us and had some had some really good offers and had a phenomenal year, MVP of the league that he played in at the highest level there in Texas. We all know that 6A football in Texas is really, really solid, and he had a great year. So I think Chucky did a phenomenal job and, and got to kind of give it to the family too, not giving up on the process, staying in contact with us, even though they were honest about the decommitment and just what they were thinking about and kind of struggling with, ultimately came back to us, and I think he's got a great future ahead of him. Yeah, really interesting story, and I mean that's uh, uh, you could imagine that the probably a lot of guys who go through that process who uh, look like they want to go one way, and then somebody else comes in and tries to sweep them off their feet, and they get kind of dazzled by another offer. Uh, but it comes down to relationships, not giving up, hanging in there, connecting, and and staying in touch. And uh, kudos to Chucky, Coach Chucky Keaton, and Coach Anderson for uh, you know hanging with it there with Jaden Bailey. Um, and you never, you know, you're never really out until it's official. <laughs> and so they they kept with it. And gosh, even even now with transfer era uh, guys moving around. In fact, he kind of alluded to that in a roundabout way, talking about some of these players, guys that he recruited or was part of his team at uh, Arkansas State who then went off to other places or who they he partially recruited somewhere else. They ended up making another decision. But because of the relationship that they developed in that recruiting process years ago, uh, where they landed didn't work out for them. And so they want to go back to being with Coach Anderson and his staff. So it's uh, those it's important to do it the right way because those things can, can change. And those guys can come back looking for something that's more credible uh, that uh, that they believe in. And see what uh, what this team is building here in Logan. So, a couple of really interesting, notable 
uh, selections there. Uh, we were talking, uh, you know, with uh, Taala about the offensive line. That's kind of an area where last this last season there were question marks at a, key, a few key positions, and there are a number of guys who are graduating away. But it's not like it was a as big of a focus in recruiting as perhaps I would have thought it would. And it's because Coach Anderson believes in the guys that are already in the program and up and coming. I love our class at O-line. We are, we are still in the process of recruiting one spot. If we filled that one spot uh, with a veteran player to add some depth and some, and potentially a starting offensive tackle, depending on how everybody would go out in the spring and compete, we feel really, really good about the youth and, and the ability in the room. That's why we took – two high school in-state O-linemen that we thought were phenomenal players. So uh, we are not done there. We are in. We are battling uh, at, at, for a guy right now at, at one of those positions. But but we didn't feel like the, the room needed an overhaul. Love the way these young guys are developing and feel like we've got a lot of starters in that room. They're just waiting to grow up and, and get on the field. Now, some of those guys who uh, were brought in, uh, part of this class, are from the state of Utah. That's uh, Ta'ala and also... Um, now where'd he go? Uh, Junior uh, Sia, who's a 6'6", 310 uh, uh, offensive lineman out of Mountain Ridge, uh, but also Hiram Dusnup, who comes to uh, who will be coming to Utah State from Gulf Coast High School out of Naples, Florida. Uh, but the the offensive line connection in the state of Utah, keeping good talent uh, here, certainly recruiting the state of Utah is a big deal. But getting some of the, the some. Uh, Quite frankly, offensive linemen are just high school players in general that are sought after by other programs from around the, the country and getting them to stay in the state and coming to Utah State, that's a big deal. Well, in-state kids that stay at home that have been recruited by Power Fives outside the state, that's, that's a huge win for us. We, uh, we know that the strength of our recruiting base honestly starts with the offensive and defensive line. I mean, you look at what – historically the best players in the state, the guys that have made the biggest impact go on and play at the NFL, a lot of big guys up front on both sides, and then the linebacker and tight end position as well. But we've got to win some of those battles, keep those guys at home, and keep building our fronts uh, here as best we can. So those were huge gets. Uh, you know, a lot of, lot of power five offers between the two of them. And they will be obviously developmental guys, but you'd like to think, couple years down the road, they can factor in in big, big way. Uh, these are big players for Utah State, quite physically, literally, but also in what they were able to do uh, at the, the places where they were uh, a part of. And so kind of exciting to see uh, this class. Uh, the you know, Some national outlets aren't really giving this recruiting class uh, a lot of credibility when you look at you know, how many stars – uh, two-star athletes, three-star athletes, four-star athletes, if there are any. Um, some don't even – or even assigned a, a star. So some of the national recruiting outlets aren't necessarily saying this is a great recruiting class for Utah State. But some of the things that I'm looking at here and learning about what this team is and what the team needs are, uh, I think there's a lot of guys that are getting overlooked here. And that's kind of the really the mantra – and it has been for Utah State, and that the, its ability to take players who may be a little bit overlooked, get them in a, a developable developmental program here, 
and turn them into stars. And that's been a long standard process at USU, and it's just continuing under Blake Anderson and his staff. Uh, so, anyway, I'd love to get your comments and your reactions to this recruiting uh, class for Utah State. Early signing period today. Uh, Jason put together a nice piece about it on CashValleyDaily.com. Not just the who the players are, where they came from, but how they plug into the system and what coaches had to say about it. But uh, go check that out, CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, but if you want to weigh in on this uh, recruiting class announcements today, 435-339-0321. Uh, by the way, 9176 texting in. My buddy is a Weber State alum. We were at both the football and basketball games, and I will never hear the end of this. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Uh, I think that's uh, those Weber fans are gloating, and they have every right. <laughs> and that's they're going to be difficult to, to to be around for the next year until Utah State or or more. <laughs> I don't know what uh, if you, Weber State will be on the schedule next year or not for basketball. I know they're not for pretty sure they're not for football. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be incorrigible. Uh, incorrigible over the next uh, a little while because they'll be able to hold that over Utah State fans' heads for for a while. Uh, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your reactions. Uh, Utah State losing to Weber State in the spectrum. Uh, Utah State basketball in general. We've got Utah State football early signing period today. Uh, 23 players announced for Utah State. They only had about 10 graduating seniors, so how does that work with the numbers? We'll get into what Coach had to say about that. Uh, and Utah Jazz uh, with a couple of tough losses, but then rebounding and picking up a big one last night on the road behind a huge performance by Lowry Markinen. And, of course, Would You Rather Wednesday. So send in your Would You Rather questions on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cash Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as choro French toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you're out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cash Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. For 125 years, SC Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. People from St. George to Rexford drive to Logan to shop Utah's oldest jewelry store. One major reason is price. When diamonds are compared up and down the Wasatch Front, SC Needham Jewelers is as low or lower than any store in the state. We compete with any 50 to 70% off sales, internet prices, or so-called wholesale prices. Recently voted as number one jeweler in the best of northern Utah. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient as well as the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options and the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, 
thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services, here when you need us most. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a heavyweight matchup of NFC East foes as the Dallas Cowboys host the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the Week 16 action. Can Dak and the Cowboys bounce back after a disappointing loss? Or will Jalen Hurts and the Eagles sweep the season series and wrap up the NFC East? It's the Cowboys and the Eagles. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Saturday afternoon, beginning at 145 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs. With competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. Jason Walker making his way north to Preston. Logan High Grizzlies taking on the Preston Indians tonight. KVNU 610 AM 102.1 FM on the uh, where you can find it on the radio dial cashvalleydaily.com will have the video stream also Green Canyon taking on Park City tonight that'll be in North Logan uh, Clint Payne on the call for that game and uh, it will be on 100.9 FM and streaming video streaming on cashvalleydaily.com the Skyview Bobcats they're on the road at Murray tonight but because of uh, holiday and travel considerations, we unfortunately will not have that game uh, for you, but we'll try to have those updates uh, and how it all went tomorrow here on the Full Court Press. A reminder, if you want to chime in, a variety of different topics that we're covering today, early signing period for Utah State football, uh, the Aggie basketball loss against Weber State in the spectrum, really embarrassing loss for USU after such a hot start of the season. Uh, Utah Jazz have been in action on this East Coast road trip. They'll be back at home tomorrow before they head back out on the road again, uh, which is just like another road game, to be honest. It's just weird how that schedule works. Um, but uh, it's also a Would You Rather Wednesday here in the Full Court Press. So if you've got a Would You Rather question, we'd love to hear it. Uh, 435-339-0321. Texting in. Against Weber, it's always uh, must to uh, try to make sense of this. Against Weber, it's always uh, most to lose and generally not much to win. If Aggies win, we're supposed to. If we uh, stub our toe, ha-ha. Well, uh, it, it certainly was the case this year. In, in years past, though, Weber State's had a pretty decent club. Under Randy Ray, they've been near the top of the Big Sky Conference. I know they've been an NCAA tournament team under Randy Ray. So it's not like it's it's been a a bad game to play for Utah State to to have Weber State on the schedule. This year, yes, it was a different story. The Aggies did have the most to lose um, and not much to gain, but generally that's not always the case. So 
this year was different than than most. So generally speaking, it's a good game to have on your schedule. I think it's uh, important to have these rivalry games in the state. I uh, wish other schools had that same opinion, but um, I, I so I don't know that I totally agree with that. Uh, that this year that was true. Uh, Weber State's got off to a rough start, but uh, generally speaking, it's you know, they're really not that far apart. And that was not like they were this year. Nine nine five two texting in. Is there a logical explanation as to why both football and basketball? have had such a bad record against in-state teams. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, in basketball, uh, victories over Utah Valley and Utah Tech, uh, losing to Weber State. Those are the only in-state games on the schedule for this year. Um, and in, in football, yeah, lost to Boise, uh, excuse me, BYU and Weber State in the same year. So that's not great. Um, is there a logical explanation? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Other than you know, sometimes in those games, when like uh, the Weber State, for example, uh, you have guys who feel like they may have been overlooked in a recruiting profile, and they're you know, from around here. A lot of them are from around here. Not all of them, but a lot of them, and they're very familiar that Utah State is a higher division or at least a higher classification type of school uh, in, in conference play. So, yeah, they it, it's always a, it's a big deal for Weber State um, to play well against USU. Uh, Utah Valley, look, that's a team that went on the road just last night and beat Oregon. Uh, they went on the road and beat BYU earlier. Uh, so that, that win over Utah Valley is looking better for the Aggies. But the logical explanation uh, no, I, I do not have a logical explanation, unfortunately. Uh, I want to pivot back to some more comments from Coach Blake Anderson uh, from uh, his availability today, meeting with the media, talking about this recruiting class. One thing that was kind of interesting to note is that they they only had uh, like 10, you know, maybe 12 guys who were leaving the program from graduation or just you know, leaving early because of – now, the COVID clock makes it a little bit different, but basically only about 10 to 12 guys really leaving, but there's 23 who are in this early signing period. More could be added by the deadline of February 1st. So, uh, I mean, those those numbers don't quite add up, and uh, Co- uh, Coach Anderson kind of explains you know, why that is. It's also in context as to you know this... Um, the the greater number of junior college players in this recruiting class, one of the largest number from uh, Blake Anderson uh, that we've seen uh, for quite a while. But he gets into that a little bit, how those numbers really kind of add up in a different way. You count 10, 11, maybe 12 graduates. So all the other spots that, that we're dealing with are, are through attrition. We've had a handful of guys that were just not seeing themselves get on the field uh, as much as they'd like that have decided to go in the portal and look for lower level schools. And, and so far we've been able to place a handful of those. So the class is bigger than, than maybe the senior class looks like. And from there, it's what do we need at each position? We've got a target number in mind at every spot. We try to stay around that. We're not always perfect at that to get to 85. We have the luxury of being at 85, honestly, because of the waiver that was put in place last year. Uh, in past years, that was not as easy. 
but we can get to 85. So anybody that leaves the program can be replaced immediately. And that's where we've utilized the numbers and, and how we're able to sign a class as big as we have. Uh, because again, it wasn't a big senior class. There are a lot of young guys on the team, which is great. We want to build, we want to build each class up so that you've got 25, 26 seniors a year. Uh, similar to what we had a year ago, you saw how that worked. This year, a really small class. It typically, uh, it typically creates some some leadership concerns and just some depth concerns. We want to avoid that in years, uh, you know, coming up. Yeah, so interesting comments there. It was a couple of things that really stood out to me. One that uh, anybody who leaves can be replaced immediately. Um, yeah, there's some graduate uh, graduating guys that are leaving the program, but there's also some who are transferring. Utah State's not immune from not having guys leave its program. By and large, those are guys who just weren't seeing time, uh, wanted to play, and so you know they're moving down uh, to other lower division, lower level uh, opportunities where they can play more and have greater opportunities to to get on the field. So um, that will be interesting to see how that continues going forward with future recruiting classes with guys announcing they want to transfer, guys who are uh, moving up, moving down, uh, NIL money coming into it. If somebody trying to wave a bag of money in front of somebody to get them to move to a, a P5 program, it uh, doesn't look like we've seen that this year out of Utah State with guys leaving to go to, uh, uh, which would I guess we'd refer to moving up to Power Five schools. But um, the the you know, building the program, building it the right way, we've seen in years past, and this is going way a little bit further back, 15, 20 years, where Utah State was always hitting the junior college ranks, and seemed to always be in the. Uh, just need immediate help now and go find JC guys to come in and fill holes and fill gaps. And it was a roster just full of junior college players. And there wasn't a lot of development that was happening within the program. An ideal situation for most coaching staffs and most football programs is to develop guys, get them uh, recruited as freshmen. Uh, They hit the weight room. They're visiting in the film room, getting coaching, and uh, starting to get some reps. Maybe they start to get introduced in uh, on special teams, get on the field, and then they're going to rotate in on a few snaps. Uh, you know, their sophomore year, and if they're really good, maybe they see more more time than that. And then their junior and senior years, they're playing larger roles and they're on the field. And these are guys who have developed in your program, understand your coaches, understand your culture, what you're trying to do, but. That is also kind of an older reality that we don't – I mean, I think that is changing. I think that because of transfers, you can go and get guys and plug holes more immediately, um, but that still doesn't necessarily address problems that you may have um, in attrition that you might you might see. It's still the better model is to get guys who can come in and develop within your program. But you know, 10 guys on this this team, and this class, I should say, are junior college transfers, two more who are four-year transfers um, or, or just transfers from other programs, uh, Division One P5 programs. And uh, it's a pretty significant number. But 
These are also guys who get time within the program to develop. Now, the one difference is uh, Malone Mataale, who uh, transferred to Utah State from the University of Utah, and he's a he's basically a one-year of eligibility guy. And Coach Anderson said he generally tries to stay away from those guys, but sometimes there are needs. Player gets hurt, player leaves the program, doesn't live up to what they thought he was going to be able to do. Sometimes you need to go just find a guy who can be in your program for just that one year. We try to stay away from one-year guys unless we feel like just um, the position is in a, in a, in a place where uh, we feel like the, the, the value of a one-year is, is going to impact our ability to win games next fall. And, and so we're always looking for guys that have two and three years left when we're talking about transfers. It's not a deal breaker in every case but it is definitely a strategic conversation. We don't want to have a, a room that is overloaded uh, in the sense that you're going to have a, a ton graduate at one time, or you can have a guy maybe that can't find his way on the field and be frustrated. So strategically, uh, we look for guys for two and three years. We feel like we can continue to develop them. Uh, but most of it is based off of need. The room itself, is it developed yet where you can play with what you have on the roster have the young guys in the room developed or do we see a gap between young and old? And so we tried our best to attack those positions with those thoughts in mind. And, and as you mentioned, only one one-year guy, but considering what we've graduated out of the safety room and the uh, experience that Mo has on the field at a high level, felt like he really rounded out what we have. And he's got a bunch of versatility, can play several different spots. Yeah, that's uh, Malone Mataale. I mean, last year for the Utes, uh, six tackles, one fumble recovery, um, and uh, could could be used in different positions. But he is considered a safety uh, for uh, for Utah State, and uh, is uh, one of those guys that will just have. He is the guy, I should say, the one guy who only has one year of eligibility uh, to give the Aggies. The other transfer, uh, Gavin Berthiel from Washington State. Uh, he has multiple years still of eligibility, a linebacker. Um, but uh, as and Coach said earlier, um, you know, these are, or as we referenced earlier, uh, none of these guys are promised starting roles, but they are all promised an opportunity to compete. Um, so interesting to see uh, how this plays out. But for the uh, transfers that did come from junior college ranks, all of them will be enrolled and will be on campus in January to get in the weight room and start learning what the playbook to be a part of this team when they get going in the spring. It will give them a, certainly a big, big leg up in getting ready for uh, the upcoming uh, football season for USU. Now, uh, one of them, uh, Maka Tuakoi, a defensive end. He was at Independence Community College, but originally from West Jordan, where he went to Alta High School. Uh, so... He's uh, got some local ties, a bunch of other players uh, from uh, community colleges, junior colleges from all over uh, the country. Uh, but um, you know they're fiddling a, a tight end position, a running back position, two wide receivers, a couple of corners, a defensive tackle and, and two defensive ends, and then another safety. So kind of spread around the, the various needs uh, for Utah State and how that was done. And one of them that's kind of interesting in this group is Micah Davis, who originally played for Air Force, transferred, and went to uh, Iowa Western Community College 
And then he'll be coming to Utah State. He has Mountain West experience. He's scored a touchdown against the Aggies, actually. Uh, but uh, he will be in an Aggie uniform, and he has Division One experience, as uh, some of these other guys have uh, as well. But more on that to continue to get your, your texts, your comments on this uh, early signing period for Utah State football, 435-339-0321. Happy holidays from Birch Creek Golf Course. For your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com. Birch Creek's online store offers punch passes that are on sale at the spring sale price, as well as driving range passes and discounted golf lessons from our PGA teaching staff. So for your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com and enjoy Birch Creek's virtual online store. And happy holidays from your friends at Birch Creek. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Responder Bowl as the Memphis Tigers face the Utah State Aggies. Join us live from Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas for the Serb Pro First Responder Bowl on Bowl Season Radio. Listen to the game locally on News Talk KVNU 102 FM 610 AM and The Fan 1069 FM 1390 AM. Kickoff is at 115 with pregame beginning at 11. It's the Aggies and the Tigers in the First Responder Bowl. Brought to you in part by LSS Insurance and Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat. Ladies, many of you will be fortunate enough to find a small but beautifully wrapped package under your tree with a brown satin ribbon and a box imprinted Jerex. The man who put it there is trying desperately to tell you that you are more precious than diamonds, more valuable than gold, and very, very special. Men who come to Jerex believe their wives deserve the best. And whether they spend $49 or $4,900, the message is the same. Men who come to Jerex are still very much in love. We just thought you should know. Jerex Fine Jewelry. 930 North Main in Logan. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on a Wednesday. 
Thanks for being along uh, for the ride here on the Full Court Press. Talking about uh, several different topics. Utah State basketball. Really, it's our first chance to go into much detail after the Aggies lost to uh, Weber State on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, it was uh, Utah Jazz uh, picking up a nice win on the road at uh, Detroit uh, after losing in Cleveland. Uh, Jazz uh, have a night off, then they'll be back in action tomorrow with the Washington Wizards coming to town, uh, then back on the road again. But uh, also Utah State football announcing their uh, early signing period. 23 players in this class. 10 of them, excuse me, 11 of them are high school uh, recruits and a good number of them from the state of Utah. Something that Coach Anderson stressed, you know, that's always a big point of emphasis for his staff is to try to recruit Utah, try to recruit the best players uh, from the state to come to Utah State. But uh, the, the, some of the best players in the state are going all over the country. So uh, it's, uh, there's some real battles going on. But um, you know, Zion Andresen, defensive end uh, out of East High School, uh, it will be coming here. Uh, as we've already mentioned, Justice Enna from uh, Skyview High School here in the Valley. Uh, McKay Hillstead, quarterback out of Sky Ridge, will be coming to Utah State. We'll get to some more comments about him in just a moment. Uh, a tight end from Springville, six foot four tight end, Will Money, will be coming to Utah State. Uh, wide receiver, kick return specialist Jackson Olson uh, from Ridgeline High School, he'll be coming to Utah State. Um, uh, from Mountain Ridge High School, uh, Junior Sia, uh, big six six, three hundred ten offensive lineman. Uh, Kittian Sweat, a great safety out of Lehigh, one of the great players in Utah County. Uh, he's coming uh, from Lehigh High School. And then uh, Taliafi Ta'ala, uh, six foot seven offensive lineman out of Alta High School. So big time players from the state coming here to Utah State to, uh, to join the Aggies. Uh, your reactions, love to get your thoughts on this recruiting class. You can read more about it on cashvalleydaily.com. But uh, 435-339-0321, that's our text line to participate. And uh, 9315 checking in, says, I like how Coach said he wants more guys from Region 11 um, start he, here first and not let them get away to other places. Uh, yeah, it's always great to get local. Some of the, the When you talk, you talk about uh, recruiting close to home first, um, you know, literally close to home. Like how how well does Utah State retain the top, top talent from this particular area uh, to come to Utah State? Uh, Justice Enna was a great uh, defensive and offensive lineman for the, the Bobcats. Uh, Jackson Olson, sidelined by injury a little bit this year, but when he came back, I mean, he was an immediate impact for Ridgeline and just illustrated the type of playmaking ability that he has so, uh, and he really said that, look, Ike Larson is kind of the example. He wants to show people that you can be a great player and perform on a big stage. Uh, and you don't have to go far. It's uh, right here in your own backyard, and you still have that great opportunity to do so. But I wanted to pivot back to some comments that he made about McKay Hilstead. Now, this is the quarterback out of Lehigh High School um, and uh, had a, a, a great, uh, excuse me, Sky Ridge High School in Lehigh. But uh, 5'10", 185, quarterback, and uh, 
And, and Coach is pretty excited about he was uh, connecting with McKay pretty early on in the recruiting process. Well, he brings in tons of things as a player. I mean, 10, 700-meter guy that can make every throw to go head-to-head with Washington State on him and, and be able to get him to stay at home. Uh, he committed to us and then took a visit to Washington State with an offer. Uh, I can promise you that whole weekend I didn't get a lot of sleep. But he came back said, Coach, you know, Utah State's where I want to be. It's where I'm feeling at home. He's never wavered since. Went on to play a, and win a state championship off of, off of an ankle injury. Competitive, fast, mobile, uh, can make every throw. Uh, he's a great guy to build around. Uh, one other that um... – uh, well, one of the aspect that he kind of focused on was safeties. As we talked to last hour, that that's been an area of emphasis that it looked like it was going to be a strong part of the Utah State defense, but because of injuries and uh, guys, well, one guy got dismissed from the team, uh, others are going to be leaving, uh, but it just didn't seem to be you know, coming through like we really thought. And so there's a great need now for Utah State moving forward. Uh, one of those is already been referenced, and that's Malone uh, Mataale, who came here. Uh, it will be coming to Utah State from the University of Utah. He is one of those one-year guys, but he fills a need that this team needs moving forward at that safety position. Pretty quickly after he went in the portal, we were in contact. I don't know if if he reached out to us or we reached out to him initially, but I, I know he was being flirted by several schools. I know Cal was one of the first to offer um, – you know, he's got a family of his own. He's got a little one and, and, uh, and a, uh, a mama there that, that and family in the area. I think staying here close and playing in our style of defense were two big keys there. He is a one-year guy, but <clears throat> with the experience he's got on the field and really his versatility, he could play field, play boundary, play nickel, and honestly could play corner if he needed to. He's very, very versatile. Uh, I, we thought he was a guy we, we, would, we would be crazy not to take. He's a plug-and-play player in a lot of different areas and should be a four-team special team impact player. So a lot of value in him. So besides just him specifically, the area of uh, one of the areas of focus was safeties. And, uh, you know, Katie and Sweat, uh, this uh, freshman out of Lehigh High School, uh, he's part of that up-and-coming package. Uh, Javar Strong, uh, 6'3", 185, sophomore, a junior college transfer out of Hutchinson uh, Community College, originally from Cherokee, Alabama. He's part of this group. A couple other guys in the secondary are coming in to uh, to help out, uh, an emphasis in this uh, recruiting class for uh, Coach Anderson. Well, we're, we're typically playing with three on any given down and with as much sub-pack and stuff as we do, four to five safety slash corners. Uh, we thought there was a lot of, of flexibility with the guys that we did sign. We, uh, we saw the ability to slide guys around, use what we already have. We're really, really happy with what uh, Dom and Ike are both doing. And, and I feel like we're going to just continue to add as much ability and, and skill to the room. But with our sub package, the way we like to get after people and play, play man coverage, you cannot have enough, uh, enough really good guys in space. So, we thought there was a need, and that's where we went after. We feel like all those guys bring value. So, uh, interesting recruiting class for Utah State. Of uh, interesting mix of you got some really talented, exciting running backs, some great wide receivers, some good people in the secondary, big offensive linemen, a lot of junior college players. But what stands out to me the most is how many in this class will be here in January. 
to be a part of uh, the uh, off-season conditioning, uh, studying the film, understanding the playbook, and be here part of spring ball. Uh, it's a huge jump start to next year for the Aggies. Another timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, continue to get your texts, 435-339-0321. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. Have Valvoliness and Oil Change will make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoliness and Oil Change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Happy holidays and thank you for letting Cash Valley Ear, Nose and Throat, the Allergy Clinic and the Hearing Aid Center take care of your family medical needs. Make sure you call now for an appointment before the end of the year to utilize your cafeteria funds. Located in Providence and the new Three Peaks Medical Plaza, North Logan. The entire staff, along with Drs. Benyon, Blotter and Robinette, wish you a safe and wonderful holiday. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products included. Select Med are accepted. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. For 125 years, SC Needham Jewelers has been known for quality jewelry at affordable prices. We have a beautiful selection of diamond jewelry, birthstone jewelry, gold and silver, pearls, and mother's rings. Show your fine taste with a beautifully wrapped gift. Prices start in $29. This year we were voted as number one jeweler in the best of Northern Utah. Come enjoy our festive atmosphere and select a beautiful piece of jewelry this Christmas. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Following the local teams, it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Last little bit with you before we hand it off to the odd couple coming up next hour. Uh, big win last night for the Jazz, not just because they got a win, uh, it was on the road, it's over a bad team in the Pistons, but that they got back on track. Uh, better defensive effort for sure, but Lowry Markinen, like he started off pretty solid against Cleveland, and then he disappeared in the second half. Uh, he did not do that last night against the Pistons, uh, and he was just incredible from beyond the arc. Nine three-pointers, uh, five boards, one assist, one steal, uh, tying his career high at 38. Uh, great contributions from Jordan Clarkson. Uh, really one of the bigger games from um, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who was really starting to develop a pretty consistent outside shot. Uh, so it's a development team for Utah Jazz getting to work there. But 13 boards, six assists for Vando, two steals, and then a big performance off the bench from Malik Beasley with 17, uh, hitting uh, three three-pointers. 
And so uh, good to see this Jazz team hitting on all cylinders again uh, and beating the Detroit Pistons on the road, see what they can do when they come home to take on the uh, the Wizards. Uh, and that uh, we probably won't have that game because we'll have a college football bowl game going on here. It's the Armed Forces Bowl with Air Force and Baylor, which will be here on the fan. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow.